It's spooky season, and the Arizona Coyotes continue to be haunted by blown leads and one-goal losses at Mullet Arena. Thank you for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm uh, cowgirl Leah Merrill here with Darth Petey. <laughs> a trip to, definitely taking a trip to the dark side. There's another one in the mullet. Oh, and two in the mullet. Oh, and two in the mullet. Bummer, but I guess it was a closer game. It was an exciting game. Once again, the Coyotes had the lead, had their moments of looking good. Unfortunately, they just couldn't overcome the uh, superstar power in New York Rangers and get the win but there's a there's still some good to talk about which we will and uh for the sake of Petey, who i know is not thriving in his outfit right now let's just let's just kick things off let's just kick things off right off the bat uh with tonight's game by the numbers get it out of the way um yeah 39 shots on goal by the new york rangers i mean that's unbelievable it feels Connor Ingram is getting the Corova Milka treatment of getting a billion shots on goal. And then the Coyotes, once again, we said this on Friday night, 20 shots on goal is just not going to get it done, especially like against a goalie like Igor Shesterkin. Um, Coyotes power play stayed hot, though, one for one on the power play. Rangers, unfortunately, got on the board on their power play, which we'll talk about later with Petey's keys faceoffs. Pretty equal there, but hits 34 for the Rangers, 27 for the Coyotes. Petey, what's your initial There's a lot of things away? to break down here. First of all, the Rangers get 39 shots. They've got 39 or more shots in six of their 10 games. They're an offensive powerhouse. You got to limit their shots. And one way to do that is, is to stay out of the penalty box. And we've talked about that. They got to stay out of the penalty box. Then you look at the Coyotes shot on goal 20 against Shesterkin and we both thought it was going to be Halak tonight on the back-to-back game against the Dallas Stars but it's Shesterkin again and you're not going to win a game getting 20 shots on Shesterkin surprising you can get two goals past him he's elite he's the best goalie in the league right now so that surprised me the hits it's Ryan Reeves man it's all Ryan Reeves you look at Ryan Reeves hits for the night he led everybody on the ice oh how many did he have seven seven hits Wow. Yeah, he was a physical force, but I, you know, I didn't feel like the Coyotes were getting pushed around. I thought they were just as physical um, back at the Rangers. It was just Ryan Reeves that made the difference there. Um, I, honestly, the Coyotes come out of the, this game 3-2 to two against what I think is the best team or one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Again, it's it's a win for me. Yep. We're excited. We pulled the goalie. We stayed in until the very end. You, you look at that third period w- with Michelli and Kraus right around the crease had an opportunity to tie the game with under five minutes to go. Yeah, that was un- I mean, they almost had it. This this could have been another overtime situation, just like Friday. They they and not only that, at the beginning of the third, there was an amazing chance too. So it's not like. I know the 20 shots on goal makes it seem like 40. It was basically two to one, the shots by the Rangers, but the Coyotes did when they had their chances, they had their chances. I will say, but you're going against the best goalie in the world. You're going against, you know, a very superstar heavy team. 
So, but I, I, I can stomach a three-two loss against the New York Rangers, PD. Yeah, and you know, and one of the things, and you go back to the first period, and the first thing that's kind of turned the tide is Liam O'Brien getting a penalty. It was halfway through the period, and I thought the Coyotes were hanging in there and playing pretty well. And I go, oh, now it's going to change, and now the Rangers are going to take over. And you know what? Ingram was absolutely lights out, and and the the, <laughs> the rubber they threw at him on that power play, it was Trocheck, Panarin, Zibanejad, and Kreider. Every one of them had a shot that could have been uh, shot for a goal. It was amazing. I know. It was all Ingram. And they and on Bally, they showed that power play from the the end camera. And something about that made it even more stressful. Like I had anxiety <laughs> watching it. Um, but the, the Rangers had four shots on goal in that power play alone. That's a fifth of the shots the Coyotes had this entire game. Um, I mean, they were just an unbelievable force. You don't want to see those guys circling your net, but Connor Ingram was an absolute brick wall in net, not just during then, but uh, throughout the whole game as well. He really shined. Yeah, and after that, you you saw a Trocheck gets a breakaway right after that. Then Hayden hits the post. You go, oh my goodness, uh, uh, off the post. If that goes a little bit more to the left, it's it's one nothing Yotes. And I go, oh my goodness, they're in this one. And you talk about it's the second game in a row where you've seen this ice, and they've talked about it in the national media, and you've heard a lot about the ice. But boy, is that a fast game! And oh that if they God. can keep up with the Rangers, and I thought they skated with the Rangers. I mean, shots on goal were a little lopsided, and I think partly we said the penalties, but. There's another fast team coming in here Tuesday. So I think teams are going to like this ice on the mullet. It's a quick, fast, entertaining hockey game. So kudos to the Yotes for hanging around this one. Um, I, I know the Rangers had had the back-to-back and had the majority of the better chances. But I tell you what, Connor, Connor Ingram made it close through one. It's 0-0 at the end of one period. And then finally, I know. finally it, it's it started to turn. But uh, you know, Lafreniere gets the first one, but right away. Coyotes respond on the power play and that power play Leah I know I'm gonna throw numbers out but you probably have numbers because you're really good at that at your research that's their ninth power play goal in eight games I actually didn't I didn't have that do you know how many games it took them to get nine last year they got nine in eight games this year want to take a guess Uh, how many took them to get nine last year 17 29 oh <laughs> Almost 30 games into the season Jeez. to get their ninth goal. It was December 17th. So yeah, they're they're a little bit ahead of their power play pace from a year ago. Yeah, that's outstanding. I mean, wow. good for them. They're one for one. Their percentages are going to go up. They're going to stay top 10 in the league on the power play. Wow. Everything we want in a rebuild was here. Got great goaltending, good individual efforts, exciting game till the end, and we got to see a really good hockey game um, against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So yep. I'm chalking it up as a win. I am too, and and POB in the chat said, "Don't talk about it being close. Close doesn't get you any points. It's okay. We don't want that's points. okay. Yeah, we don't want points. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. It's we okay. don't want that." And then Sterling said, "This one kind of summed it up well. This one sucks to lose. We kept up with a great Rangers team, put on an entertaining game, and lost. That's what we want, right?" Bedard, yes, Sterling, it is. You are right. It is. But if you're going to win games, and we said this before, if you're going to win games, win these. Beat Toronto. Uh, that's what I beat Toronto and the Rangers. Thinking. Like. <sighs> For I just the lose every game. I don't care. But beat Toronto, beat New York, beat Colorado. Oh you know, gosh. beat beat those top teams. That's what I want. Just just for the the chaos and the drama. I just love the fact that the Coyotes can upset. I'm just all about the Coyotes causing chaos in the league. Why not? And everybody gets just totally in fuego when the Coyotes um, beat these good teams, and it, it was close. And you know what? The Rangers, I thought, put it on, poured it on at times. 
but they weren't, I mean, other than the power play where they zipped it around, I, there were just a few skirmishes, but I thought the Coyotes looked good. Um, I kinda, I, again, the Coyotes team is not a playoff team this year. That's as good a team as they're going to face in the Eastern Conference. So so I think that's great. You said individual efforts. We talked about Michelli. I thought Michelli distributed the puck well, skated well. There were moments that I got, got this kid really, really high-end skill and had the opportunity, like we said, to tie it in the third period. So I thought he was great, and we haven't talked about my guy. Oh my gosh. I was wondering when you were going to bring him up. Oh yeah, for sure. You betcha. (laughs) You betcha. Nicky Bukestead with his first. Yeah. It was good then. Yeah. It was really good. So unbelievable goal. I mean, he shot on net, got his own rebound backhand, his first goal as a coyote, his first goal since April 24th. Um, And the rush was a result of a save that Connor Ingram made at the other end of the ice. Speaking of Connor Ingram, you know, touching pretty much every part of this game, it led to, you know, the offense moving the other way. And that's what led to that goal um, from Clayton Keller, who carries on his point streak against the New York Rangers and Dylan Gunther, one of two assists from him tonight. And I'm already seeing comments about Gunther and, and, you know, we, it's like a broken record, this conversation about him. Does he stay or does he go? But you know, he's making a case for himself. So good for your boy, Bukestad. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about him. First of many for the Minnesota native, Nikki Bukestad. And, and we talk about Gunther. That's going to be heating up. It's coming. Like the conversation is going to, that was the seventh tonight. And, and it's, they're going to have to make a decision. Oh, I've said this all along. I said it in training camp. I said it early. He's going to go back. I don't know now. Five I, points in seven games. we talk about earning a spot and he has to come out and impress. And and I think he's done that. The issue is going to be what happens when Schmaltz comes back. And I know it's a ways off, but then somebody has got to come out. And and who is that? I don't think it's Gunther right now. This team is lacking an offensive prowess and they need, they need help scoring goals. And right now Gunther is one of the few bright spots that's allowing them to do that. I don't know how you take him out of the lineup. I really don't know how you send him back to junior. And, and, and believe me, I am on the top of the train saying, send him back, send him back. But I, I don't know how you do that now. I know he's making, he's making a case for himself, which is what we've said, you know, unless the player makes a case for himself, which he's doing, um, you know, then we're going to err on the side of send him back. But at this point, if they decided to keep him, I think I would be okay with that decision. Um, but I swear we talk about this every single and and not only did he have two assists tonight, he had a few um, really great shots on net too. So not just he wasn't just getting on the score sheet with assists, but he also was, you know, making his presence known. Unfortunately, he did take that penalty that oh, led yeah. to the uh, the Rangers power play goal that ended up being the game winner, which was a bit of a bummer. But again, you know, he's going to learn every single game, and the Coyotes just can't take as many penalties as they have been, and that leads into uh, the keys from today. So why don't we go ahead and pull those up? Um, the Petey's keys from earlier. And mostly I just need to take this off because I am sweating. But Petey, why don't you go ahead and I go over the I, keys? I'm right there, right there, like, it is hot. That, that mask. No scene plays. We talked about the Rangers' ability to play east to west. You really saw it on the power play from Panarin to Zibanejad. They call it, we saw it, oh, the Royal Road is what they call it in New York. I saw on Twitter today. Um, it, it's impressive, Panarin's ability to find players through seams across the ice. I thought the, the Coyotes did a good job that other than um, on the power play. And, and that's almost impossible to stop because they have so many options. Um, no penalties. Well, 
it ends up being the difference of the game and goaltending Ingram was absolutely razor sharp. He was fantastic tonight. So I think they checked the keys except the big one. They, they couldn't, they couldn't take penalties against this team. You knew three penalties and you're, and you're going to end up giving up a goal against this, this power play. It's just too dominating. So I think that was the one that really needed to, to stay off the board for these guys to get a chance to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, the other points, the goaltending was one that was, really great tonight um and that's why we've decided to crown connor ingram tonight's DraftKings king of the game because of those 39 shots he faced he had 36 saves for a 0.923 save percentage so congratulations to connor ingram who i feel like has really had a turnaround obviously he kind of had a rough go for his first start as a coyote but then he got a win i was actually surprised he was back in net so soon um, you know, just given his split, how the split's been going with Vimelka. Vimelka played well on Friday night, I thought. Um, and Connor Ingram played well too. And if, you know, if Vimelka and Ingram can play to the level that they played this weekend, I'm comfortable with this goaltending situation going forward for the rest of the season. Maybe it is one of those things that as Ingram's getting his feet under him, it could be like the wedgie veggie situation that we had last season. That would be the best case scenario for this team and where it is right now. You're looking at two goalies that played outstanding back to back in the numbers that Vimelka had in the opening night in, in the mullet and then and then tonight. Those are two outstanding performances. And you're right, it's it's back to the I don't even if you call them one A and one B. It's it's thing one, thing two. It's you know, the cat in the hat. Do you know that one? Cat in the hat. No. Yes, I do. Um do you? Okay, there's a yeah. reference you actually <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think that this I think the the disappointing thing for me is I just want the nickname. Like what we need a wedgie veggie. We got to come up with something. Somebody in our, in our members discord needs to come up with a new nickname for this goaltending tandem. Cause I Con don't know. What Connor it's and be. Carell. Uh, yeah. It's going to take some work. I think that. I don't I know. That's gonna, that doesn't quite ring through. But but if they can get this kind of goaltending, this is what we've said all along. They need goaltending that can keep them in hockey games. They got that. It makes it exciting. It gives players hope. And you go, gosh, we got a chance. And I tell you what, Ingram just looked solid tonight. He was square to the puck. He was solid. And you felt, oh, he's going to make this save. You just felt it. And when you get that, it gives the bench a boost of confidence. So it's exciting that they've had back-to-back -back performances outstanding by both of their goaltenders so it's it's something right now that they needed to shore up from their six goals against in the in the first six games of the year more to get to with this game but uh he's here because he doesn't have to go as many flights or floors in mullet arena it's craig craig's calls what's up guys craig you're so much faster now that you don't it's have crazy. to take the long journey to the uh, press box. It's just a, <laughs> it's a quick really three, short trip. two floors, one floor. We still yeah. need to work on his stairs graphic. because We're going to. Yeah, be huffing and puffing. We need that break to get. Every to get time the, every time the, uh, the press box security guard saw me on Friday night, I was like out of breath because I'm running up the stairs to the press box. It's like, I promise I'm fine. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, we didn't anyway. take the elevator there. Anyway, Craig, did you talk to anybody? Did you get to talk yeah. to anybody? Yeah, we Connor? talked to we talked to Mr. Minnesota. I'm sure you want to hear all. Do you want me to repeat? It's my vote words? for king of the game, but I got outvoted. <laughs> Do you want me just to quote him word for word, Petey? So yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah, but you have to say it with a Minnesota oh, yeah. accent, Craig. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they do they use expressions like "boy howdy" up there too? Oh boy howdy! No, I don't know where I picked that one up. I got that one on the streets of Nashville. I'm not sure. 
And we talked to Connor Ingram, uh, which which was interesting to me because when I talked to him in Pittsburgh, he didn't even know what time zone he was in, and then he gets the game in Montreal, and they were awful in front of him. The last two games, he's really stabilized. He's he said he just feels comfortable, right? His his uh, girlfriend and his dog are here. Um, he's settled in. He's learning the personnel, and he's given him two good performances. I thought he was. I, I'm sure you guys talked about this already, so I apologize yep. for repeating, but I thought he was really good tonight. Yep, we crowned him king. So there you go. To usurp PD's vote for yeah. Nick Bukestad. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys Minnesota. what you thought of that Dylan Gunther offensive zone penalty. Did you get a good look at it? Well, it depends if because later it looks like there was he was holding his stick, but it looked like early like he got a stick up underneath his arm. So I don't know if it was okay. a pretty soft call. What you thought from your your vantage point? It was hard to see, actually, from my vantage point because it happened on the near board. So Andre wasn't happy with it at all. He didn't want to address it. He was so disgusted with the call. And I know, obviously, fans don't like the call, but they don't like any penalty call on the Coyotes. So I was just wondering if you guys got a closer look at it. Yeah, to me, Craig, if you're looking what happened after, that later as he continued to go down the boards, then the, the Ranger player was absolutely holding his stick close to his body. So it had, holding a stick should have been called. But I think the call was made prior to the blue line when his, when his stick first went underneath his hands. Ticky tack, maybe, but yeah, his his stick was definitely up in there. You can't be parallel underneath the hands. Yeah, I think fans were upset at the holding. Yeah, he, he got, got the hands, hands early. Okay, that's and, that's a call they so, make every time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's unfortunate, and I think people were looking at the holding the stick after that that caused that. But I, I thought overall Gunther had a good game, and we talked about that too, and his ability to move the puck. And Craig, your vote is he heading back to Edmonton? I don't know, but I'm going to be re- writing about him for uh, Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. Well. There you go. Um, I'm just scrolling yeah. up in the comments a little bit here. It's actually pretty funny that just the the dialogue going on in the comments, some negativity. Someone saying, "I can't believe you guys are tanking after eight games." Just welcome to the tank. I, I guess I don't tanking know. Tanking after eight games. Talk about a it's yeah. ninety games. We're who ninety said, games in. Who, who said that? The, the kid. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the PHMX Coyotes podcast. This is what also, we do for a living. But yeah. also um, comments about Mullet Arena, which is so Nicholas had said, and don't worry about finding them, Sean. I'm, I scrolled way up. But uh, Nicholas said, didn't get home in time uh, from the home opener to catch the post game show. Wanted to say that I loved Mullet. That's a legit great arena. Size be damned. That night was a success. And then uh, Blue Liner Hockey said, first game at Mill- Mullet, and it was pretty fun. The energy is great. Obviously, Craig, all three of us were there Friday night. I'm curious yep. from your perspective what it was like tonight on TV. We saw a lot of blue jerseys, heard a lot of Let's Go Rangers chants, and in our members-only Discord, people who were there were sending pictures of the student section yeah. seemed to be a less fewer students and more maybe older Rangers fans. So just curious what it was like there tonight. Well, it was still good atmosphere, but yeah, there were more Ranger fans. And, and, and listen, we're used to that, but there was that there was that chant for a while where it was competing chants. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Coyotes. They were, they went like 40 times. I, I, eventually, I just wanted them to shut up, to be honest, <laughs> because they just wouldn't stop. <laughs> That's Craig bringing but, the excitement. I love it. Oh, but it was a pretty need, good atmosphere that tonight. You need that the babies were <laughs> like loud events. <laughs> That's what you need for <laughs> No, it was. It was. Up. It was still good here. And we've talked about this. I'm wondering what the weekdays are going to look like against Florida and Dallas. That's a different story. The the New York Rangers always draw well here. And and, and look, I know there are probably people looking at it and saying, why why are some of those seats empty? It was the same issue. People were moving around this concourse. They were yeah. in the club. There were a lot of people up top. 
the, the place was full again tonight, so it was a pretty good atmosphere. Yeah, I, I was they're saying get out. Um, I was and and obviously we heard the goal horn tonight. That was one thing that was missing Friday night. Were there any other changes or adjustments that they made? I know there was talk on Friday about moving where the scouts were sitting. Obviously, there were 80 plus media members on Friday. Just small differences. Anything you noticed? No, I think all that stuff is on hold really until these four games are over. We're we're not even actually going into the locker room to the dressing room. Uh, after games, they're going to wait on that until the annex is open as well. So for these first four games, they're bringing Andre and the players out to uh, I'm sure you saw the backdrop we were interviewing yeah. a little bit earlier. Yeah, that's not nothing. No major changes that I noticed from this game, you know, from the last one. Yeah. And uh, Nicholas made a good point. You can excuse a lot of Rangers fans being here. It's the only game they'll play this season. And a lot of New Yorkers move to Arizona. And why wouldn't sure. they? Because it's a beautiful place to live. Um, but. Uh, another question for you, Craig. I saw someone was taunting you with a hot dog full of ketchup right next to you. Yeah, that was that was Mike Gold with Daily Faceoff, and we're gonna send him right back to Canada tomorrow. Send him back to Calgary <laughs> because it wasn't just it wasn't just a little bit of ketchup on it to Tommy. It was drowning in ketchup. It was disgusting to look at. I, but- I almost had to leave the building. Did you see, because it was Halloween, a lot of people were in costume, Howler was wearing a hot dog costume, and it only had mustard on the hot dog. It's because Howler has taste. Howler has class. (laughs) Howler has class. Oh, my goodness. I had to bring that up because how could I not? Um, (laughs) But, Craig, what we really want to dive into, which I know we're going to get away from the game for a minute, but this is important and people were asking about it. Um, today on Twitter, if you haven't read Craig's story already today on gophnx.com, <laughs> yeah. uh, he broke some news pretty much about the Tempe City Council, the proposed arena and entertainment district in Tempe, and this going to a public referendum for the people to vote. Um, and I know it, in the Discord and on Twitter, you know, it got a lot of people's attention and wondering what exactly this means. So. Craig, I'm going to throw it over to you to kind of give a SparkNotes version of what's going on and what we can all expect. Well, I, I think you know the bullet points of it at this point. That uh, Javier Gutierrez already told reporters on Thursday that the Tempe City Council would vote on November 29th. And that vote's still going to go forward. So this, the council is going to let everyone know how they feel about this proposal on November 29th. And I expect them to vote in favor of it. I, I think there's widespread support for it. And that's that's no surprise after we saw the 5-2 vote in June. Um, we'll see how it plays out. But the referendum is probably also coming in November. I'm, I'm, I'm certain it's coming in November at this point. Um, and that means that it's going to be put to a vote of Tempe citizens. Uh, now, in the story, I obviously mentioned that there's been some polling conducted already, two separate polls that showed over 60% support within Tempe for this project. But we know what comes with a referendum. We have already seen a little a little bit of it with uh, the flyers that went out to various communities with some scare tactics, with some misinformation saying flight paths could be redirected over their houses, the noises. It's, it's, it's outright lies, to be honest, but that kind of stuff happens in politics. It should be no shock to anyone with the state of American politics that that stuff is going to come out. So we'll see how that impacts the way voters feel Obviously, the Coyotes are going to do things on their own. They're going to they're going to market the heck out of this on their own as well to try and and push this through to the voters. And 
And an interesting that I thing that I found out that I didn't report in the story, I didn't realize that ASU residents are eligible to vote. So if you're an ASU student and you register to vote here, you can vote in this referendum. If I'm the Coyotes, I'm all over that, encouraging students to sign up and vote in this because I can't think of a single student at ASU that would not want the nightlife that that, that entire or, uh, entertainment district is going to bring. So that's an interesting wrinkle to it all. all. But um, as far as the timeline, I've talked a little bit about how this impacts things. The vote won't come till 2023. We'll see what that date is. I don't, people are throwing out March. I don't think that's accurate. Um, some of it, it, it will depend on what happens in those tw- uh, votes in November. We'll have a, a clearer sense of that. And I'll also be able to give people, I think, a clearer sense of why this happened at that point. Uh, not not anything that I could report right now, but there are reasons. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's concerning just to hear that that vote date being pushed back because, you know, I think the overall consent, it's funny that it's happening this weekend because the, the feeling around mullet seems to be, this is really cool. This is really great. This is really fun. But three years of this, I'll, I don't know. And to and I know they have the option for the fourth. And the further this gets pushed, pushed back, assuming this all goes well, you know, you start to think, oh, my gosh, a fourth year, you know, is that something that everyone can get behind? Um, obviously, they have the option to do it. So this is, you know, assuming everything goes well, you just want it to go at a, at a quicker pace. Obviously, that's not how the political process ever works. But I know yeah. that's been a concern for some people. A couple points on that. And Javier Gutierrez also laid out the timelines when he was asked about it on Thursday, a 23 to 24 month construction cycle. That's, that's what they think once, once shovels are in the ground. And then there's the six to eight months to clean up the site. Now I will say this, and, and he did mention a little bit of this during the RFP process, they were allowed to do some boring into the soil. They have a sense of what they need to do. And that may speed things up a little bit. Once this is approved, I think you're right in assuming that there's going to be at least part of a fourth season in mullet, but I could see it being a situation much like it was in Glendale when they moved in in December of the 2003-04 season. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be here for the entire fourth season. I could see a situation where they just ended up moving in a couple months in, sort of like the Islanders did, right? It, it could play out that way. But again, there, as we know, guys, these things are so fluid. So many things can happen over the course of these negotiations and deals, a lot already has. So we'll see how it plays out. The next key dates, of course, are coming in November. And then we'll we'll circle, circle back again and see where it goes from there. Yeah. I don't know. Arena news. <laughs> I don't know what to say. A vote. I, I'm not. I'm not watching another vote, Craig. I'm not watching one. I've, I'm not watching one. I've seen. You know how many times I've sat and watched public television in my house rooting for this thing. I don't. I want to say 20 years, but it's been a long time. So I'll let yeah. you. You can do this one again. Thanks, buddy. Yep. But definitely, definitely check out Craig's article because it lays all of this out in detail with, you know, quotes from Javier and quotes from you know. Mayor Corey Woods and all of that. So yeah, and the it, Chamber of Commerce too. Yeah, yeah. I, I should note that as well. That there's a lot of business support locally for this deal as well. And the Chamber of Commerce put together a committee, and it, it it involved a lot of business leaders just to get a deeper understanding of this deal. And they came away really impressed, and they think this is a really good good deal for the city as well. 
Yeah, I don't think that. And my glib attitude for this, I I don't think this is bad news. I think this is just another step in the process of getting this the TED done. I I, I think there's still going the right direction. I think things are still positive. I think this everything's fine. I, I, I we've had plenty of panic moments over the last twenty five years here. This is not one of them. Things yeah, are I would fine. Agree with that. I things agree. Things are with moving that, in the right direction. The ball is moving down the field. Everything is okay. Take a deep breath and just hang in there, Coyote fans, because I think this is going to go um, the way we all hoped it would. Look, and I, I know there are a lot of reactions out there on Twitter, and you, you see them from out of town as well. Shocking. Um, you don't have all the information, so careful with your judgments, careful with your opinions, careful who you're throwing under the bus at this point, because I don't think you have the full picture. So just wait. More information will come out after those votes and you'll, you'll have a clearer picture. Yep. Uh, definitely just stay tuned. Craig will have more on this going forward. And that story today is unlocked on gophnx.com, but become a member because that is the sort of reporting Craig is doing. It's not just hockey reporting. When you cover the coyotes, it's political reporting as well. Um, so, you know, support Craig and all the other talented writers at phnx by becoming a member and you can grab a shirt from the locker when you sign up for an annual membership. You can also have access to the members only discord where we get to talk hockey all day, every day, and you can, you know, hop into any of the team spaces as well. So whether you're watching the Cardinals lose to PD's Vikings or uh, watching the Coyotes lose to the Rangers, or I don't know what's going on in the Suns game. They are winning currently in the fourth quarter. Um, or even, or even watching the Sun Devils beat Petey's North Dakota. Yes, oh. which we're going to get into uh, in a little bit. I saved oh it. Boy, I saved dude. it for the end. So okay. we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, Craig, do you want to hang or do you want to do you want to head out? I can hang a little longer. Okay. So yeah. I'm currently sweating uh, a bet right now because I have a bet on the Bills Packers game and I the Bills currently have 27 points. I need over 28 and a half. So I just need a field goal anything a field goal a touchdown i'll take it i'm sweating this bet there's two minutes left in that game um but if they get it then i win on the DraftKings sportsbook app because it is the best place to bet on football hockey basketball um hopefully that one comes through for me i really enjoy betting on DraftKings, and you certainly can too if you bet the suns Tonight, you could win some money if they keep this lead. And if you're a new customer, you can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And you can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, I'm going to... Swing back around, and we're going to go back to this game for a little bit because there's a couple of things we haven't gotten to that I want us to talk about. Um, and the first one is Lawson Krause scored his first non-empty net goal of the season for his third of the season, his first beating a goalie. Um, but great to see Lawson Krause finally, you know, get on the board in that capacity. You know, we saw a really prolific goal-scoring year from him last year, and when we spoke to him over the summer, he talked about, you know, setting a high goal for himself so great to see him get uh in that stat line tonight his dad was here too so kind of nice that he scored in front of his dad love it yeah 
PD. No, no I just no. kept the power play rolling. I, 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 he did we talked about the puck movement on the power play, and it was absolutely that you score power play goals by having more than one option. And you have Gunther down low, which you got. If you watch that, Barrett Hayton is the one that draws the coverage to him on the other side of the net, which left Kraus all alone in the slot, which there should have been somebody on him, but they're worried about Barrett Hayton on the back door. So having more than one option is what creates opportunities on the power play, and that's how Kraus is able to be all alone in the slot for his first pass to goaltend. What did you guys think of Barrett Hayton tonight? He obviously hit the post. Um, you know, he's been a little bit quieter since the preseason, but I feel like he's, you know, getting more in, in, I don't know how to describe it, like more in scoring situations than he was before. Yeah, I mean, the other thing he was doing is you looked at, what was he, what did he end up in the face-off circle? Oh, he was like 10 and 1 at yeah, some point, two, 83% in, in the faceoff circle. He hit the post. He's a guy on the second power play unit. This is what we said. When we talked about the Baron Hayton, where he's going to fit on that spot where he's playing right now. I don't know if you're going to call it third line, second line, the lines. It's hard to say what's two, three, and four, but he's slotting in and doing his job. He's winning faceoffs. He's killing penalties. He's on the second power play unit. He's on the ice, seems like all the time, and he's doing his job. So, you know, you want to see him provide some offense, but it's going to come for him. I think he gets better every game. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. He's he's obviously been struggling. I don't think it's for lack of effort. He's really been pushing hard. But, you know, a couple people said that he's just, to sorry to use the cliche, but gripping it a little too tight right now. You know, I think he had the big preseason. There's a lot of talk from maybe some stupid journalists who are predicting a breakout and maybe put some pressure on him and, Craig, I think he lays awake at night and thinks I have to live up to Craig Morgan's (laughs) prediction for me. I know that 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 really weighs on him. I'm sure. (laughs) I just, I think he's put a lot of pressure on himself early after the off season he had, there was a lot of talk internally about him. So yeah, hopefully he gets one or two and, and gets it going. Yep, definitely. Um, another player that has been consistent so far is JJ Mosier, who had a diving block shot in the third period to keep it close there in the third he continues to be a uh, calm presence on the back end for the coyotes yeah i agree with that and one and one player that we probably haven't talked about enough who's blended in a lot more seamlessly than i thought he would is yusuf alamaki i, I think he's yeah. been pretty good for this team so far um you know the the thing that i had heard about him was that his skating was not the best and when you have leg injuries that compounds it it's hard to come back but He's looked pretty good. He's looked pretty steady. So that's that's a nice uh, little find for them. Yeah, he, I thought he's been mobile. I mean, for a guy, I think he moves the puck up the ice well. He ends up being plus one tonight. And you talked about uh, Mosier led all Coyotes with 24 minutes on ice tonight. He's out there all the time. He's just a kid. Yeah. So we talk about the future and the rebuild, and J.J. Mosier is absolutely going to be a part of what comes out on the other side of this tunnel. So I, I think both of those defensemen, Craig, have definitely helped this team. I, I think Valmaki has been able to defend well. I think he moves well enough to get the puck out of the, out of the zone safely, um, and he didn't cause the team any problems. And then when, you, when you're trying to fit into a new system and find your way, you just don't want to end up on the minus side of the plus minus, and, and he, he's not doing that. So I, I like the way he's defended so far. Definitely. Were there any other points from tonight's game specifically that we didn't talk about that either of you would like to make sure we talk about? No, I mean, I, I could talk about Artemi Panarin, but then I just get upset <laughs> with Stan Bowman again. So 
What a what a goal <laughs> off the rush though. Where, huh? where did Spe- he play before this? Did he play somewhere else before <sighs> New York? <laughs> Got him. Oh boy. Got him. What, a, what a goal <laughs> off the rush, huh? Speed. Yeah. He, he, he leaned God, in to ghost scary. to get around him, and then he found that, like, but two inches he, of, of, of daylight that you can shoot and put the buck there. Okay, you brought wow. this up, Craig. And so I'm going to go there, and I'm sorry. I'm going to put my negative hat on for one minute. <laughs> for a minute? Yeah, maybe. Okay, <laughs> well, you're playing the New York Rangers, and you talk about this team needing to play um, mistake-free hockey almost all the time. So when the puck goes into the Rangers zone and the Ranger defenseman has the puck looking at you, that is not a green light to make a change. <laughs> all five Coyotes, all five, yeah. go to the bench to make a change. And that includes your two defensemen. So when you make defensemen changes, when the Rangers have the puck on their top of the circle facing you, you're in trouble. And so it's a foot race between – Ghost is coming off the bench. So yep. he's got to come from the bench and chase down Artemi Panarin. So right. defenseman holds. You wait. I'm sorry. If you're tired, you wait. You don't have a puck. You wait. So you wait for the change, and he would have he would have been able to have a better angle on Panarin um, than than Gossesbury had. So it's not Gossesbury's fault. It was a bad change. No, so he's chasing not at all. The I agree with that. And, and so I'm frustrated that you change five players when when the the Rangers are looking at you. You say you change when you see numbers. So when you see the back of the guy's jersey, then you change because he's got to he's got to go back, retrieve the puck, and then come back at you. It was a poor change that led to that goal. And and, and I. I, I know we haven't talked about it yet, Craig, but that first goal to me, again, it's it's where I get frustrated with this team is their defensive zone coverage. And it's 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 an issue, it's a problem, and I they're gonna have to correct it. Otherwise, they're gonna give tap in goals to players like Lafreniere. And so that's yeah. that's a frustration for me. PD, what was did did you have your PD's puck talk ready? Was it about I do. this? It's Should the we first dive goal into of the it? game? Craig, okay, can you see? I can see it. Yeah, Craig can see. Gonna, so actually, I'm make this it, quick. Yeah, if you were here last season, PD would often break down either goals for or goals against. Um, so this is PD's puck talk, and PD, go for it. Yep. You know, we're going to talk about defensive zone coverage, and we talk about protecting the front of the net. That's the most area of the ice. And in this play, you're going to see Lafreniere is pinched up against the boards. Cross hasn't pinched against the wall. Lafreniere is the goal scorer. He's pinched against the wall. Gosses bears on Miller. The Coyotes play man on man. Okay, and this is going to be how the Coyotes play this. So the puck goes up the ice from here. Kraus has Lafreniere pinned down the wall. Gossespierre has Miller. The next slide. So now Miller's gone up the wall, so Gossespierre follows him up the wall. Kraus has Lafreniere on the ice. Lafreniere's fallen down. The mistake here is Kraus goes to the front of the net and leaves Lafreniere all alone. Keller leaves the middle of the ice, and he goes to Miller. Now we've got two players on one. When you're watching a game and you see two players on one player, somebody's open. And so when Keller and, and Gosses Bear both, both go to Miller, now you look at the open ice behind Panarin and Chuba are both open. Now the next slide is going to be what, when we talk about system play, we talk about uh, talk it and tip it. They don't have their defenseman climb man on man. In Andre Turnier's system, you'll see defensemen up as far as the blue line. Um, Tippett and, and Tockett didn't play that way. So when you see the green arrow, that's that's Gosses Bear. He would have gone back to the front of the net. His responsibility is to keep players from getting to the net. That's what Gosses Bear would have done. Kraus would have gone up to cover the middle of the ice where Panarin is, and Boyd would have gone up cover where Trub is. So everybody's covered. In that system, they always have defensemen in front of the net, where in Turnier's system is man-on-man, which is easier to play in the Colorado Avalanche play man-on-man. Very good teams play man-on-man, so I'm not faulting the system, but you have to play it correctly. So as Gosses Bear goes up in this system, it leaves openings in behind. I like defensemen by the front of the net. We go to the next slide. 
So now you see Krause is drifting towards the front of the net and in the back of the ice, nobody's looking for Lafreniere. And here comes Panarin wheeling down the front of the net, which I thought should have been picked up by Krause, but now it's Boyd's guy. You go to the next slide. Boyd has let Panarin go. Nobody sees Lafreniere coming off the wall. Gosses Bear is racing back as fast as he can. He was covering Miller out at the blue line. He races back as fast as he can and tries to recover for Krause's mistake in the net front and, and tries to get to Lafreniere. And it ends up in the back of the net. So what I don't like to see, and we talk about coverage, when you're watching the Coyotes play and you see two players going towards one player, and sometimes it's three players going towards one player, you know somebody behind you is going to be open. So when Lawson Krause is skating towards the net and he sees his defenseman with one ranger, he has to know that's his man. There's somebody else coming. I need to look around and find somebody. Krause has to put his head on the swivel and find Lafreniere coming towards the front of the net. And that's too bad. And that's how defensive breakdowns happen. Well, PD, I, that, that was great. Well, <laughs> well explained. I know you're listening on audio. Just, yeah. No, no you explained it. You described you it watch well, that though. One. Yeah, but they should watch that one. So, yeah. But that's Craig. We've talked about this before. And one of the things when I watch teams and and you watch the New York Rangers, when it, when a defenseman is chasing a forward up the ice and we call it up the wall or scissors or all kinds of, when he starts to climb the wall, the New York Rangers defensemen will stop. They'll stop at the hash mark and come back to the front of the net because they know the most dangerous area is the front of the net. So you'll see them start and then they'll come back to the net. You, you, I was just watching the Boston Bruins earlier today. Same thing. They'll start to climb and then they'll come right back to the front of the net. You see other teams like Colorado. We, I watched Kale McCarr outside the blue line yesterday covering on, on a man-on-man coverage. It's about 50-50 right now on teams that cover man-on-man. And, and I think man-on-man leaves a lot of things in front of the net where you get a, a forward playing defenseman in theory where he's trying to defend a net front and you've got a forward down there. And that's one of the things I always thought you want defensemen defending. So look for that as the Coyotes continue to play this season, watch defensemen climb. So when you see a defenseman up at the blue line, make sure that the guy in front of the net is actually defending and blocking and boxing out. There were, Sorry, that's my hockey talk. I'm done. No, that's your hockey talk. It's a, po- yeah, it's yeah. a, it's okay. PD's puck this talk. is what we do here. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of moments in this game that I was stressed out um, when they went down was one, when anytime the Rangers were, were on the power play was one. Um, but luckily I had a four peaks beer with me at all times yeah. during the game. And by the way, check out this shirt Four peaks Oktoberfest. Nice. Wow, this is one. the shirt I got. I was telling everybody go to the tap room yesterday. If you went, let me know. Um, lots of exciting stuff coming up with four peaks, by the way. We are teaming up with Four Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link in the show notes to register for free. I saw so many commercials for the World Cup today while watching football this morning. It got me really excited. I love the World Cup, and uh, you can enjoy it at Four Peaks. You must be 21 or older to drink and enjoy responsibly. And also, I was really missing, you know, we're, we're home today. I was missing our recliners. I really, it's now been two games that I haven't watched a game in those recliners, and I miss them. Um, so, I don't know. I might have to browse more furniture's fall sale and uh, treat myself, maybe. Um, make some room here in my apartment. But if you're looking to spruce up your home, check out more furniture. Fall sale at morefurniture.com, and you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. All right, let's uh, get into some other 
hockey news, hawk, Arizona hockey adjacent news. Yeah, and you see baby. the pitch. You see the pitchfork behind Craig mm-hmm. right now. He's standing in the mullet, and the Sun Devils had a huge win last night in Las Vegas over North Dakota, three two to upset the number six ranked team. <laughs> what, is, what are we looking at? We're looking at a North Dakota jersey. Okay. Oh. Love it. Love it. That was, wow, what a win for this program. I don't know if you guys saw the visuals at T-Mobile, but it was a sea of green. North Dakota travels well. As Greg Powers told me before that game, they're not just a blue blood. They are the blue blood program. North Dakota is it. And in that hostile environment, against the number six team in the country, ASU falls behind 2-0 very early in the game. You could be completely rattled in that situation with the crowd on you. They claw back and they win the game on Robert Mastrosimone's breakaway. What a win for this program. I might argue that this is the biggest win in program history, and this just might vault this program into much bigger things. Yeah, I think this gets them on the map nationally. I know they had a good game and a good weekend in Duluth and Bemidji, um, but this this gets them on the map nationally. You beat North Dakota in a game like this that was recognized, you know, coast to coast. Where people are watching this Hall of Fame game, and like you said, down two nothing five minutes in, like you go, oh no, this is going to get ugly. And not only does it not get ugly. North Dakota can't find their offense. And, and in the third period, they they don't get shots on goal. They don't have scoring chances. It was ASU was the better team down the stretch in this game. So huge win. I mean, not just in the standings and stats and pairwise and the ability to make the NCAA tournament, but can you imagine a confidence builder beating a team? As yes. you said, this is beating this is beating Alabama. I mean, this is this is a big deal. This is yes. This is the team that's expected to be in the national championship in the final four year after year. And, and this is huge for this program. And you see what they put out socially in, in what Greg Powers did and said and his emotions in that locker room and on the bench. If I'm a kid sitting across the country going, yeah, hell yeah, I want to go play there. Like, yeah, I nothing helps recruiting like winning. And this kind of story helps that program immensely. I I can just the sky honestly, sky's the limit. Building's phenomenal. If they start winning and they make the NCAA tournament, just open the door. Here's Tempe. Here's our rink. Okay, here's our weather. Go to Holton, Michigan. Go to Grand Forks. Okay, go to yeah, Midi. here's our weather. And then the, come back and see me. They did. Um, the pairwise rankings came out. They're now twenty-two overall in that. And like Craig, I think said on Twitter earlier, if they hadn't lost that first game against Minnesota after a goal was called off, they would probably yeah, be in. Yeah, they'd probably be uh, in even in an even better position than they'd they be are like fourteen because I asked Greg Powers and he like has this down to a science. Like, he can that, tell you yeah. everything about the pairwise. And by the way, Greg was back here. He was at the game tonight. This these guys are pumped. This coaching staff is pumped. The players are pumped. Frank Ferraro, who's basically the director of hockey operations, they're all just so pumped right now about that win. They understand what a watershed moment that can be for this program. Super exciting for the Sun Devils and uh, two hours down south, by the way, the Tucson Roadrunners are on a roll. They've won four in a row. Carcone is leading the team with 11 points in six games. Absolutely unbelievable. Prazatov has a 947 save percentage and the Roadrunners are currently second in the Pacific Division, third in the Western Conference. So 
good start to the season for the Tucson Roadrunners as well. I'm just going to one quick comment there is just this is what you expected from the Tucson Runner Roadrunners last year. But when the Coyotes were decimated with injuries and the whole Roadrunner squad came up um, to the big club, they didn't have a chance. And right now, the thing that's that's in their favor is you're not seeing the injury bug go through the Coyotes locker room. So this is a good hockey team. I, I, the coaching staff is really positive of what they have down there, and this is what a development team should look like. This is what you want to see in a team that's supposed to be winning in the National Hockey League three years from now. You want to see an American League team winning. So this is good news for the rebuild. It's a good thing that uh, they've got a team down in Tucson, isn't it, Petey? Because I don't think the college team has a Division One program, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Oh, shots taking fired. Shots, shots. Just constantly shots taking shots. Shots fired. Hey. Shots anyway, fired. that's it for me, guys. I'll, I'll leave on that note. On that All right. note, I'll check. Thanks, out. Craig. Thanks. And Craig uh, has his quick drive home. And by the way, I saw a comment from Joel earlier that he got home while we were still on our postgame show, unreal. which is a first. So I think Craig's just here taking the scooter. Get those scooters. Can you lime scooter at home, Craig? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> buzzing, buzzing down the buzzing Sean your way to Gilbert. Losing it. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Craig. We'll right, uh, talk to you later. See you Tuesday. <laughs> see you, buddy. My goodness. All right. Wow. That was awesome. Um, there I will there's a lot of negativity in our comment section tonight. Um, I know. About... I'm ignoring it. I am too about, you know, the number of Rangers fans there tonight, the amount of have they not been to the building before? Like, and I guess Red Wings used to come, the the Blackhawks, like it was literally 70 or 80. It was just, it's, you know, at Gila River, it was just, you know, 17,000, but it's the same ratio, just shrunk down to 4,600. And I think, you know, maybe we got a false sense because on Friday, the Coyotes jerseys really outnumbered the Jets, but you know, the Rangers are going to draw. I know that upset people. I know people were upset about the the old men in the student section. It's not always going to be like Friday night. I think that's it's a reality check that we have to all kind of get a hold of um, because that's just, you know, as long as the Coyotes are selling tickets and maybe you disagree with that, that's how I feel. You know, we got to ride this situation out and as the longer the more years the coyotes are in arizona the more fans they'll they'll build and as they you know begin this partnership with asu and start to have outreach on campus and you know there there were i know there were students in the student section on friday night that was their first national hockey league game and maybe they went on friday and they're going to tell their friends hey it's only 25 dollars, and this is just going to build and grow so like the product on the ice, the rebuild, the tank. We have to have patience. We have to have patience with the crowd situation too. But if you really feel strongly about it being primarily Coyotes fans in the stands, then get on the Game Time app and buy tickets. I checked today. The uh, games Tuesday and Thursday this week, seventy dollar tickets right now on Game Time, and I guarantee you they will be cheaper on the day of the game. So check it out. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, get a group together and put on your kachinas and go to Mullet Arena, pack it, but do it on game time because you're not going to find cheaper tickets anywhere else. You can save up to 60% when you buy the day of the game. And if you buy with the link in our description, it helps us out immensely. And we love to hear people's experiences. Talk to a couple of people on Friday who had bought their tickets on game time. It's super easy to use. So, you know, until... Until this 
team, you know, has a generation of Coyotes fans grow up. This isn't how it's going to be. That's just my, uh, yeah. And you take. know what, Leo, it helped. It's the New York Rangers. They've been around for over a hundred years. They've won Stanley cups. You've got people that have transplanted from New York to here that maybe cheer for the Coyotes, uh, 81 times a year, but that time the Rangers are here, they root for the Rangers. I'm okay with that. That's fine. I knock yourself out. The Coyotes, you know what they want? If they want to have their building full of Coyotes jerseys, you know what you do? You want to stand the cup. And then that all goes away. You become, it's okay. Everybody's fine. And if it's Ranger jerseys, that's fine. I guess, you know what? There won't be full of Florida Panther jerseys on Tuesday. Might be a handful, but it ain't going to be half the, half the mullet full of Florida Panther jerseys. So everything's fine. I'm okay with the Ranger jerseys, and we're going to see it when Chicago comes and Detroit comes. That We've seen it that way for 20 years. Everything's fine. And when Toronto comes, too. Yep. Full building's fine. Everybody, yep. The guys want to play in front of a full building. They love to have a home crowd, but guess what? They just want to play in front of a full building, whether it's 5,000 or 25,000. They just want to play in front of full. full. And, and yep. you know, if you don't like it, like you said, Leah, put on a county jersey and go to the game. Yep, and you're still right. getting the the good atmosphere. There's some questions if their student tickets are every game. We will look into that for sure because I'm not actually 100. percent They're going to vary, I think, based on the games, and the, they're going to be premier games that have fewer student tickets, yeah. and they're going to be games that have more student tickets. Yeah. Play. So don't if you see old men in Rangers jerseys in the student section, they they bought them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think students were selling them. Um, right. And then and Joel said. He got his tickets on game time. We love to hear it, Joel. Thank you. Um, well, before we close out tonight, I want to talk about Halloween. We obviously started the show in our costumes. Yeah, Craig missed 30th. that. Uh, Craig was – yeah, you think Craig would have – well, actually, he did put on a costume last year. I'll give him some He credit. did. He did. If we were in studio and he would have come But here. And this was the show last year that I Am Beer was born. This is the I Am if Beer show. If you know, show. you know. If, if you wow. know, you know. Um, but – PD has to flaunt a little bit here because PD, what did you text me earlier? You're the defending. We're HOA. the defending. Well, it's more my wife, the Halloween lady, defending <laughs> HOA Halloween decorating contest winners at, at our house. So when you win, you, you need to show up and it's not about inflatables. That's cheating. So we don't make inflatables. We make, I guess we have a skeleton that we bought, but we made our stuff like it's homemade stuff. And um, we put a lot of effort into, well, she does. I do all the work. She just tells me what to do. And by the way, that day, there was a lot of four peaks on on, on setup day because I was a little grumpy on setup day. But Sean, we'll just go, just show a couple things about the, the, the Halloween festivities. There's a spider web going all the way up the front of our house. So with the spiders attached to it, that's a giant spider web. That's, that was kind of like the centerpiece. Everything's got to be lit, by the way. Love it. The keep out, just the old look at the red lights, the hands coming out from underneath. It's chained shut. That's super cool and homemade. That looks really scary. And then we've got the, the, the in the back, just a garbage bag with a screen mask way in the back by it by a door. So you barely see. I like the red skeleton. lighting. Yeah, everything gets its own spotlight. Yes, see the the, the piece is all the ghosts homemade. Stick a sheet with some iron on eyes, all homemade. And then there's if you look at the middle, the Michael Myers. Like, I know you can buy those for a couple hundred bucks. That's homemade. Like, that his skeleton no. is made out of PVC pipe. His legs are um, metal poles into the ground. And then we got, not no lie, if you look in the right, it's Jason. He's inside our window on the second story. And he's got a red light in our guest room, and he's on all night. Both of them are blow-up dolls. And before you say anything, they're actually called blow-up costume mannequins on Amazon. So you blow, <laughs> blow them up, and you, you dress them, and 
that's Halloween at our house and, and voting was last night. So we'll see if we've retained the HOA Halloween that we Pete, better. I have to ask, cause I remember this was a point of discussion last year. Are you passing out candy to trick or treaters? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> well, the answer is yes, but passing out is a stretch. So in our driveway, I sit at the one end of the driveway where the door is. I sit there. I have a TV out. Monday night football clearly will be on watching football, cooler beer next to me between me and my wife. And we will not go anywhere near a kid because at the end of the driveway, there is a bucket on a table with a light and they come by and go trick it. Yeah. Cute costume. Grab some candy. Like HK, like go. Like, I don't want to, I don't, <laughs> the worst thing is to be watching Monday night football and bing bong and you got to go get the door. Like, and then you sit down and they're about to have another plane. Bing bong. And it, like, trick it. I, I don't want to Oh, you got a cute, you're what a werewolf. Like, no, like just grab the candy and move along. So we put the candy at the end of the driveway. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to deal with anybody. I just drink beer and go, Oh, hi, grab what you want. And that's it. That's our Halloween. It's, it's a contactless it. Halloween and it has nothing to do with COVID <laughs> because we did it years and years before. COVID. You did it before it was oh, trendy. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody interfere with PD as he's watching Monday Night Football, drinking his four peaks and checking his 100%. pickums on underdog fantasy. Are you going to, did you play underdog today for the I NFL? I didn't today. I, I, was, I, I was, I did for hockey and football and I lost um, I, I should have bought insurance, which is something you can do when you play the pick'em game. It does make it a little bit more fun. And something I've been doing lately, and I'm kind of learning that I shouldn't, is putting a higher half a point for Shane Gossespear, who has been pointless the last wow. two games. That is something we actually haven't talked about. Um, he has been very, you know, productive for this Coyotes team this season, and a little bit. Not only quiet these last two games offensively, but a couple defensive mistakes as well. So hopefully he uh, – maybe I'll just stop putting money on him on underdog and then he'll get back. Much like Barrett Hayton lies awake at night thinking about Craig putting that pressure on him. Yeah. Shane Gosses Barrett thinks about me putting money on him um, on underdog. But if you want to get in on the underdog action, it is a lot of fun, I promise you. Um, and if you – all you have to do is search the app store – or click on the link in our show notes. Sign up with the promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. Play Pick'em, play Daily Fantasy with any sport, the World Series, NHL, NFL, NBA. It's all going on. It's the best time of year for sports. P- yeah, and you know what? I just want to end on positive because I did some ranting. Gosses okay. is leading this team in goals and points. He's yes. he's in top five in the defenseman scoring in the National Hockey League. Yes. He's playing lights out. Good for him. Bad for the Coyotes because he will probably be trade bait by the trade deadline. Is we'll it see. bad though? It's not it, bad. It, no, it's more, not bad more, for the future. More return for sure. Yep. So happy for him. We talked about Gunther and what he was able to do tonight. We talked about the goaltending. Ingram was absolutely fantastic tonight. Crossed with the goal and Michelli, I thought, had the puck on a stick like a string several times through the game tonight. So a lot of positives. There's a lot of good Lots. things from tonight. Yeah, and, and we got to root for individual efforts again in an exciting game where they lost the points. They're tied for last right now with the Anaheim Ducks, and guess what? That's okay. Yep, that is. You're right. Let's end it on the positive note, like you said, because to lose a one-goal game to a team like the Rangers is a huge accomplishment for this team. It, they didn't go to overtime. They didn't get that point. And for the sake of the home opener at Mullet, you know, I'm glad that that game had that excitement. For this one, it's okay. Like you said, 
Dylan Gunther, we, he had two points tonight. He's making a case. We saw Lawson Krause get on the board. We saw Bukestad get on the board. Connor Ingram, I need to bring it back to him. The unbelievable night he had. Um, so lots, lots of positives. A one goal, close game. I was sincerely entertained watching this game. There have been many Coyotes games that have been borderline painful to watch. This was not one of them. This was a fun, fast, exciting entertaining game and it makes me hopeful for the years that the coyotes will be competitive down the road so absolutely gotta end it on a positive thank you everybody for joining us today chiming in we didn't we didn't um (laughs) chiming in one's got to be a win i know chiming in in the comments we do appreciate you all and it is good that like PD alluded to, that the Coyotes lost because we have a pattern on our hands. Sean, pull it up. If you're watching on YouTube, the punch card, we have loss, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, loss, a win on Tuesday, perhaps, question mark, against the Panthers. I don't know, but, you know, we we didn't think the Coyotes would keep it this close with the Rangers, so I say anything can happen. I would love that beautiful pattern in the first row there on the punch card. Uh, Why not? And then, I mentioned the Panthers coming in. Let's just take a look at the upcoming schedule. We got the Panthers coming in Tuesday, the Stars on Thursday, and then back on the road for that long road trip on Saturday against the Capitals back to the East Coast. But they won't be on the road the entire time. They'll be making some trips home, but back on the road on Saturday. So that's what's ahead. And if that calendar is also our show schedule, essentially, for post-game shows this week. Um, and then we'll have an audio episode Wednesday as well. Um, you'll want to stay tuned for that one. So be sure to be subscribed to PHNX Coyotes wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss a show. We sincerely appreciate all of you being here, always being here for pack therapy after every single game. Love everybody's comments. Um, I know it's tough sometimes, but we're we're making it through. And uh, thank you also for getting us to 4,000 Twitter followers at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Keep sharing it with your friends, your family, follow, like, retweet, etc. We're growing and we are so thrilled that you are all here, a part of it. PD, anything else you want to say before we head out? No, I just let's get ready to go for the next one at the mullet and hopefully get a win before they go back out on the road. I would love one win at the mullet before they go. We'll yeah. see. Um, but maybe they'll in December when they're back at the nice annex, which we have heard from sources, it is going to be very nice. Um, so looking forward to that. We'll be off tomorrow, back again Tuesday for the post-game show. So join us then. Follow along on Twitter. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. You can follow PD at S. Peters Hockey. Follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. You can follow Sean at Sean underscore Depause. Thank you all again for listening, for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see everybody on Tuesday.